This is Moody Malavi. You're listening to Casio's Cut. Check out episode 16. It's where Casio and I talk about everything, like comedy and whatnots. We'll keep you laughing, keep your mind distracted from your long commute behind that left lane hero that won't get out of the way. He thinks he owns the road. Doesn't matter how many cars are not in front of him. He won't budge. We'll keep you from doing something stupid, like using a bumper to give him a nudge. Hopefully, you'll get to the parking lot at work unscathed. And maybe you'll still be listening to us. And if you are, you're still going to be laughing. And people from all around the world are going to hear about it. And they're going to come see you. They're going to wonder what's going on inside that car. And if they knock on the window, turn to them and say, whoosh. I'm listening to episode 16. And so should you. What's up, Candy Lickers? Pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. What you doing? You're listening to another edition of Casio's Cut. I'm your host, of course, Casio, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Coke Like, What's up, buddy? I'm distracted by um, my wife bought me these glass doors in my office for Christmas. Okay. Like the sliding doors, yeah. it's it's and it's multi it's multifaceted because now the office has a lot more space because the doors don't come in, but they had they're they're just windows and so she's watching, uh, the Bachelor or Bachelorette whichever one is this season and I'm just like people just making out on a car right now <laughs> trying to figure out uh, number one why they're in like a an orange, um, uh what's the car that all the Alabama guys get uh the challenger charger <laughs> do you get locked into the bachelor normally oh, i don't i didn't I, I ain't gotten ready for this yet so I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hit one of these for you what's that right there. oh my god that right there you need to start getting these before your comedy is that show. ammonia oh yeah is that straight up football smelling stuff <laughs> Why? <laughs> this is my pregame. This is my pregame ritual. I got this on the sideline for every game. And before Dude. COVID, the best thing about this was, so they always give you like these student helpers. <laughs> <laughs> they always give you these like student helpers and other people, and so they'll like hold the light for my hits and everything, and I'll I'll hit it and I always hold it up to them. They have no idea what's coming. <laughs> you just see their faces it's just incredible what, yeah I, I wanted to get i wanted to get going for your for your show a little bit felt like i was i was kind of lacking some energy last time so this time i wanted to sort of step it up a bit we were chilling in the basement last time a lot's happened since then i, I want to know what... what's funny about that is my son still calls this room the basement my three-year-old <laughs> just because your studio is yeah. always in the basement correct not my nine-month-old son but my three-year-old son he's like where daddy in the basement it's because he just thinks when I do when I do radio, I'm stuck in the basement. So yeah. this is called the basement for Judd. Yeah, it's great. Okay, so go check out episode three if you haven't heard Cole. Cole's a SEC network, ESPN, uh, college football reporter. And um, we used to do a radio show together in Huntsville, Alabama. And uh, he blew up and I did not. So now that's why he's a guest on my show. Uh I was a guest on an early show, uh, early one of your shows when you and Ben Laird had the pre pregame show, the six one four show. <laughs> Is that the, what it uh, was? Yeah, so terrible. 
Wait, what was name. the six one four? Your numbers? I was sixty one and Ben was fourteen. So yeah, six one four. Like that you is came some, on that's like some eight, the pregame. Pre pregame show. It was thirty minutes, which <laughs> if you if you well, no, if but if you include commercials, that's what <laughs> seventeen minutes of airtime, maybe yeah. maybe. Um yeah, that was the first like radio show that was my own. Um that I had some ownership in. And you know Steve Shelton. And yeah. uh, used to own the station that you still work for. Correct. And I rolled into his office one day and just said, hey, man, you've got Auburn football. Like, you should give us my, – my quarterback from last year lives 25 minutes away. I live down the street. We know this team better than anybody. You should give us, like, a pre-pregame show. First lesson that I ever learned in radio, maybe still most valuable lesson in radio to this day, better than anything on air, and I think you'll appreciate it. He looked at me and he said, if you sell it, you can have it. That's it. Like, damn. All right. That applies to anybody that's listening right now. 100%. And actually, (laughs) I've learned that that's not just radio. That's actually most aspects of life. (laughs) (laughs) It pretty much works for everything. That is rule one, buddy. But um, I I thought it was going to be a lot easier to sell, by the way. And um, (laughs) I mean, Ben Ben crushed me in sales. He. I think we sold six ads. He sold five of them. I sold one, like some flower shop down the street. Get you on air, though. Glenn Tubes. Shout out to Glenn Tubes uh, down there, Glenn's floor. So I think he was the only ad I sold. I was, he's still getting he's still getting checks from that one today. Now, still getting bounce backs. <laughs> Shout out to Glenn's florist. Uh, now, when I when I came on, were you were you just in Huntsville? I thought you had gone on to a different station. Um. Oh no, because you came on the one in Auburn, right? Yeah. We are actually down there. Okay. So that, that, I showed up for the Kansas State game. <laughs> Big one. That was, um, that was, actually, that, was a, that was a different show. Um, I think, uh, this is even worse. And I didn't have, I had nothing to do with this name. I believe the name of that show was the War Eagle Warm Up. Okay. War Eagle Warm Up. Terrible. And so what happened was Ben moved to Auburn and told the guys down in Auburn what we were doing. And they said, oh, yeah, we would love to have that. And so they already had the tent. (laughs) If you could sell it. They already had the tent set up and everything. And they just said, yeah, you guys come on in here. I mean, they probably just looked at it as another two or three hours of live radio on game day, which, I mean, what else do you want to listen to if you're driving to the game or going to the grocery store before the game a couple hours? You'd much rather hear people talking about the game or football than – you know, listening to Leonard Skinner or something. So, <laughs> speak for yourself, bro. Yeah, that's, you would be you would go with the Skinner for sure. That's a lot of pregame right there. That's in every pregame playlist <laughs> down on the plane, brother. Skinner. Uh, all Somebody right. asked. Hold on, I'm going to ask you. I saw this one the other day. Um, I think Marty Smith tweeted this out. All right. We're already showing people why we had a successful radio show because we just completely go <laughs> nowhere. He was asking a uh, better opening riff. And oh. oh, see, we just had Daytona, so he's got 7 million tweets. Um, more iconic opening riff, Sweet Home or Sweet Child? More iconic or better? What did he say, more iconic? Well, he said more iconic, but let's, we'll just go better. Just better overall. Well, I mean, better, I think, is Guns N' Roses. But iconic... Those first few notes of Sweet Home, everybody knows. In this footprint. Everybody. <laughs> Let's not act like if we go to Oregon, 
everybody. We're Everybody knows that one. Everybody knows that one. I think I think my favorite. You're gonna think this is crazy. I think my favorite opening riff is um, "Hey Man, Nice Shot" filter. Really? Yeah, man, that's tough to beat right there. <laughs> I did not uh, that, see that coming. That it might it might get you in a mood to do some things that are not legal, but <laughs> like you could hurt some people listening to that song. <laughs> you could hurt some people. Well, it's a, it's about somebody actually getting shot. So I they understand. Did I've, I've stuff. seen the video actually. So yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, I think I think that opening riff will get me going more so than those other two. I, I'm gonna have to listen to it. Sweet child of mine has kind of turned into like a. I don't know. That song's kind of corporate now. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah, they're both overplayed. They're both overplayed. But you yeah, play- Sweet Home Alabama for me. You know what? You know what? Sweet Home Alabama makes me think of. Um, EA Sports, I think like the second year they did their NASCAR game, that was kind of like the, you know, you get the title screen when you start yeah. the game and you like select your cars and all that. That was a song that just played. You remember oh. like the, like the second Tiger Woods, it was Nelly. And that's all you ever thought of. That's the only thing I think of when I think Tiger Woods golf now. Same thing when I think everybody else thinks like Alabama football and all this other stuff. Like I think that EA Sports NASCAR game because I don't know why I got so into that game. I was living by myself, South Memorial Parkway, Huntsville, Alabama, and I'd come home and play that damn game every night. No idea why. And, like, I could never I could never finish Pocono, ever. Never I could think, finish Pocono. Oh, no. <laughs> the trouble got your ass. Got me. You guys couldn't – I couldn't get in and out of those turns, man. I think Flirting with Disaster was on one of them NASCAR games. That was. <laughs> I see? gave up after that season. That was the only one I played. I was done after that. Do you um, play Hey Man, Nice Shot on your uh, Peloton rides? Oh. Yeah, I did. I had a ninety-minute ride Saturday, and I had I, I listened to that about three times. Would back, I die back, back. if I got a Peloton? That's my wife no. trying to get. No, no. Oh wait, no. I got. I got. Hey man, that little bass riff at the beginning, man, is something else. No, because you can go as hard or soft as you want. So good. So good. It could take you to a bad place, but in a good way. I would have met you. Yep. Um, no, you wouldn't die. You can you can you can go as hard or soft as you want. I guess the only thing that matters is you're doing it. So that's all that matters. <laughs> I'm sure your wife would probably love it. She would probably love it. You should get uh, one for her. Uh, she would crush it. Yeah. Yeah, she would the competitive it. part of it is the best part. It's not even really about the bike, it's just competing. That's the yeah. thing that makes it go for me. See, that's her. She's she's competitive. So anything with a competition involved, she's in. Yeah, she would love it. She would love it then. Oh, all right. So, uh, yeah, we did get sidetracked. Um, Cole Kubelik, in case you can't tell, uh, permanent team captain for the Auburn Tigers football team. Um, By the way, we're just talking. Gear. I'm trying to see what gear I got in here I can show you. You got anything? You got your helmet? You got your uh, – weren't you in the blue-gray game? No, but you should uh, if I if you if you want to know why the blue gray game doesn't happen anymore, just Google it. I had no idea the um, the unfortunate undertones of that game while it was happening. 
Uh-oh, here we go. Man, that thing locks in pretty good right there. Still, well, by the way, there's a steroid check. You can still fit in your helmet, so. Yep, there's no bonds factor here. <laughs> still, still going. Does it feel still loose? Going. I mean, it's a, uh, just a touch, but yeah, also you, I haven't had any air put in it in a while, so it's flat. But you also had the cheeks back then. Big, big cheeks. You're right. The cheeks probably filled out the, the ear pads right there. Yeah. Back in the day. But um, that's a decent fit, though. I mean, I could – if I buckled it right, I could play like that. Did you, uh, did you get the – Oh, rat there's no better sound than that right there. You strap in. You click in. Click you another know. one. I talked over it. Click another one. Oh. Oh, you oh. can feel it. It's one of those sounds you can feel it in the back He's of your brain. ready to run through a wall. Oh, man. <laughs> Good things are happening. Good things are happening. Yeah. Yeah, so I got that. Is that your old gloves, too? Yeah, well, only one. You know, because I was center, so I only, only had the one glove. The glove was on the ball hand? Opposite hand. No, Opposite. ball hand, bare hand. Mm. Yeah. Why was that? The glove would what? Get wet? Yeah, just you better. You, I wanted to feel with the bare hand. Feel the ball. If it was wet or slick, you had to change your grip up a little bit. Yeah. Well, why'd you like the glove on the opposite hand? Because it looked cool? No, just because you, you – I mean, you were going to try to do some damage with that thing. <laughs> Going back, I probably should have, like, cut the fingers off of one and had, had one on the other hand. But um, You could grab? Yeah, but I just – I liked the, to feel the, the football. Like, I could feel what it was like. So, just to see, like, what, what kind of uh, – what I needed to do as far as – because if it got a little bit slick, you had to change your grip. If it was like heavy, you know, if it was sweaty or something, you just had to you had to change your grip up a little bit. So I, I just like to feel the ball. I've seen you toss the ball. Why didn't you ever play quarterback? I did until um, like the third practice of my eighth grade year, which is like the third the third practice of my football career, and they moved me to offensive line. And I told <laughs> them that they were stupid and that I could throw the ball better than the guy that was. Uh, going to start at quarterback and they didn't believe me so they didn't really give me a chance <laughs> were you How'd that i still believe it no i could i mean i could still throw the ball better than he could call him out who is it uh that was chip level um i hope chip's doing okay up there in huntsville he lives in huntsville he listened to our show when we were on the air he listened did to he play high sometimes. school ball did he get to college what did he do he went he went straight baseball after Ooh. middle school he played ninth grade football and then he went over to baseball he's our catcher but uh, good dude, yeah, he was. Um, he knows he wasn't as good a quarterback as I was. <laughs> Is it because they didn't want the hefty lefty? They didn't want to. I don't mean, and, and then I think I was just, and then I was like, okay, how about fullback? How about tight end? Anything other than offensive line? I just, I was too good of an athlete. I felt like they were going to ruin me. <laughs> and so then I just went straight defense, and I only played defense, and then that carried on through high school. I never played. I literally never played a down of offense in high school. Not one. Not a single one. Really? I only only played defense. That's it. Yeah. Defensive tackle. No. I was the I was the blocking dummy when we would go down there for drills. I would always just work against our starting offensive line. And then I was gonna play some tight end my senior year, but got hurt, uh, ACL and didn't really get to let that play out. But yeah, quarter I was a quarterback at heart. I just outgrew it. Just outgrew quarterback it. Quarterback at heart. I would like to see you tote the rock. Say run, run the That'd ball. That'd been fun. Yeah. You, you would you, rather be you, fullback than center. 
Yes. You sounded cooler, didn't you? Get that running start on, on linebackers? Hell yeah. Eighth grade, third practice in. Are you the no. best dude on your team? Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> if you remember middle school ball, you always had those guys. Like middle school ball was, do you have the running back that you can give the ball to yeah. 48 times a game? If it gets around the edge, it's, it's game over. Ball. It's like doubt. And um, we had oh, we had a couple of them. Chip Davis was one. Early Billups was another. Um, dudes that that ended up just you know not continuing to play in high school but no man some of those dudes chip davis he could i remember he could like dunk in sixth grade like palm the ball oh, but, but he was only i mean he was only like six one like you know 215 and played tailback and just got he couldn't tackle him and we had a couple of those guys so yeah they were all better than i was <laughs> you i'm quarterback guys clearly <laughs> this is the fast guy on the team. Like, no, you're not. You're not. All right. So, uh, look, you got to go back to episode three. Cole basically started, well, when we had our radio show, we started the rush war of Little Debbie's. And by the way, we deserve credit. Like, everybody does rush wars now. It's kind of overplayed. There's a lot of them. We, we've, we, yeah. We were doing that a while back. <laughs> There's a lot of rush wars now. But we started the little – that started the Little Debbie debate, which is taking over this podcast. But – so we're not going to get into that. That We're going to switch that question when we finally get to the countdown. I do uh, want but, to say this, though, about – there's one thing about Little Debbie's quickly. Okay. Uh, and you've kind of pointed this out to me once or twice. You sent me some photographs. The the seasonal ripoff Little Debbie's that they're attempting to do yeah. is – it's embarrassing. Um <laughs> It, it makes me feel bad for the company. I've lost some respect for the company because they're basically taking the Christmas tree and they're making it into like a spring flower and they're making it into a fall pumpkin and they're making it into like a wedding yeah. season cake. Unicorn yeah. cakes. There you go. Yeah. That, that one was a real one. Like, can we let's just do the Christmas trees all year? And, yeah. then, and we know what we are and we know what it is. And nobody's buying more Christmas trees because it's Christmas time. They're buying yeah. them because that's the only time you put them out. So just yeah. do it year round and let's know exactly who we are. And let, let's, let's, let's not be fraudulent because I feel like that's the direction that they're going. And do you I think it would it. shoot up the ladder or do you think it would lose its luster? No, I think they would stay consistent because they're so good. They're so good. True. I, I don't know if anybody would get away from them. Um, <laughs> I did see, and listen, you can't believe anything you see on Facebook, but I did see a, a, a lady that I know on Facebook posted a photograph of like a giant little Debbie Christmas tree. What? You know how you, know how you can get the, um, you can get like the Reese's bunny that's, it's like eight inches tall. Yeah. Or like the five pound Reese's cup. Right. It was one of those. No. It was like, it was like six inches tall. And she said she got it at a convenience store. I don't believe it because it was on Facebook, but I'm just saying some people think that's out there and that's well, right. I've seen the oversized uh, oatmeal cream pies. I don't think I've even seen that. They're a little bigger. You've seen the bigger ones. At the Your hands right now are not any bigger than the, the real ones. That are out well, there. if you get the if you get the twelve pack box, they're tiny. Get the twelve pack box and then compare it to what you get at the convenience store. It's but okay. It's yeah, the convenience store is a little bit bigger. I'll give you yeah. that. Yeah, but I thought you were saying like gargantuan. No, 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 no. No, this thing was massive. I mean, this thing was legitimately. It was. It was like six inches Here. tall. Yeah, I don't know. I would I would devour it though if I could ever find it. Even if it was homemade and, I, and somebody did it on their own, I would still try to eat it. 
Wait, since I've talked to you, you did uh, what was your most stuff challenge for Oreo? Because that that's that's one of your wheelhouses, right there. You know, Oreo. you and see, you know how this goes because you did this with Krispy Kreme when we were doing a show, right? I I don't, I'm not a, I'm not, a, I don't think I could be a competitive eater. Yeah, because those people just gorge so fast that I don't even think they. That's why when you see that. Um, you know, Eater 2000 ate five pounds of pinto beans in 45 seconds or Eater you know, <laughs> Yeah, like lobster face gremlin ate um sour like seven pounds of sauerkraut in three minutes. You're thinking, how in the hell could you do that? They're eating so fast, I don't even think they know what they're putting in their mouth. I don't think no. it matters if it's good or not. No way. Now I so I can eat very fast, but I also have to have some enjoyment in it. So you've seen I mean, we did that Krispy Kreme thing at, at our on our show live, and I mean, I took down a dozen donuts in like less than two minutes. And I remember the lady that brought them; she's like, "That didn't just happen." And I was like, As "A matter of fact, I'm going to have more. So if you would give me another hot box of those, I would like to have a couple more because twelve. If I'm going to eat twelve, I'm going to go for twenty-four. That's kind of the way it works." So the guys on my show said, "Doug, how fast do you think you could eat a, a pack of Oreos?" And I said, "I mean, I don't." I love Oreos, so why would I want to do it in 30 seconds? Yeah. I, let's get a little enjoyment out of it. I said, but I think just not even trying, I could do it in under three minutes because I think I kind of do that at home sometimes. Just and you had and you, and you had most stuff, right? The most stuff, correct? Which is thought, the best? They thought they were gonna get me by bringing in the most. Like, got the most now, stuff. Like, if it was <laughs> extra cookies, it would get you, but extra icing is yes. easy. Yeah, if it was if it was most cookie, then I'd have probably just passing the whole thing and taking the shame right there on the show. Cassie, I, I honest to God think I did it in like a minute forty eight. Yeah, I was, uh, I was like, listening. Like you were cruising, and it wasn't even hard. Now, what I did figure out was the dual handed action, where one was in the milk, and I would eat, and then go eat with the other in the milk. So when you rotate. Oh, and then if I if I really wanted to try to shatter some records, and we actually had Joey Chestnut on the show, and we asked him about it, and he was like, dude, a pack of Oreos in under two minutes is pretty legit. I don't care if you're a competitive eater or not. And I was like, I'm just going to tell you, it was actually comfortable for me. Like, it was not. You weren't pushing through the thing. No, it, no it, I enjoyed it. And you if, didn't have filter I, playing in the background. If I, now, that we might go under 130 if we, if we did that. Here's the, here, if I really want to shatter some records, I think I could just pull the tray out and then go ahead and put milk in so where it's soaking up all of them on oh. the bottom and then just ga, 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 just rapid fire. And I think I could just demolish. Well, the hot dogs in the water. Right. And they let me use milk, which is why it was so so easy because then you're just, I mean, you just. Oh, that just disintegrate. Yes. Yeah, that's why those Krispy Kremes, that lady that brought them in that day, they were hot. Oh, so you could literally just, just you, could, you could crush them in down. You crush them in down. Have you, uh, see, I'm excited. My wife, uh, smoking hot out kicked my coverage. Uh, I almost sent you a picture the other day. I bet I know where you're going from the grocery gluten store. Gluten-free. Gluten-free Oreos. Yeah, I buddy. bought them. I mean, that's the first Oreo she had. She cleaned them out and uh, she did a sleeve. Then she did a sleeve at lunch the next day and a yeah, sleeve at dinner. I love it. In 24 hours, she had a pack and she was like, I got it now. I get it. I get the whole Oreo thing. When was the uh, last time she had one, you think? Can't remember. She can't even remember. Oh, man. And the she poor thing like, doesn't even know how good the real ones are. Yeah, poor she lady. was like, I assume I've had one, but I don't know what it was. Uh, 
And I was like, imagine oh. if she had the real ones, like how good those would be. <laughs> I don't even want to try it. I'm not even going to try a gluten-free one. I didn't. She was like, try one, compare it. And I was like, I don't want to. No, it'll ruin it. I'm not I, doing that. I don't know if I want it to be good. What if it's as good? Then I'm going to feel like it, the whole thing's a lie. Yeah, no. What if it's not. awful? Then I'm going to have that taste in my mouth. I don't want any of it. If it's as good, then I'm having a pack every night. I mean. Because <laughs> there's no gluten. That's just, I mean, that's that's essentially the 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 check mark for me to just be able to have one every night. I just, think they're keto at that point. I think we're good. Brommel. Fuck keto. I tried keto, man. That, that ain't working for me. Sorry. What are you on? Renaissance? What are you doing? I, are you I couldn't doing? I couldn't keep my eyes open when I was on keto. <laughs> like legitimately falling asleep during my radio show. I was so tired. Like the worst <laughs> fatigue I've ever felt in my life. And all I was eating, I felt like was cheese and chicken. <laughs> chicken. My, my wife a lot of made cream cheese. Every my, recipe. Has my cream wife cheese. made a buffalo chicken keto casserole. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, man. I don't know how I didn't have a heart attack that night. It was so damn. Th- it was like tar. It was tasty. It was good. But I mean, I'll be. And you know me, Cassio. I even felt bad eating. I'm like, there's no way that this can be good. This can't be right. It's just not. We made a we made a keto taco soup, and it was like, oh, this sounds good. Tacos, a little bit of sauce, and then it was like a block of cream cheese. <laughs> Wait, what? Who what? eats cream cheese on their taco? A full size block. Like a brick of cream cheese? We had a crock pot full. And my wife eats one bowl that night. So the next night, I'm like, Emma, we'll reheat this. You want any? She goes, no, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> that is, that is like, oh. it's cement. It's actually cement. It's paste. Yeah, it's, it was disgusting. We can, now, use this, hey. we can use this for our paper mache project tomorrow. Uh, you also, while we were on there, you crushed a good uh, pancake challenge. Oh, man. And those were even, those were even good. I guarantee you those pancakes had heroin in them. <laughs> <laughs> that place no longer exists for a reason. For a reason. They were pancakes the size of our heads put together. Even if they didn't intentionally put it in there, I guarantee you some accidentally <laughs> fell in. He's like, just a little topping in the syrup. No, that went in the mix. It's fine. It's fine. They'll be back for more. Do it. Let it go. They're going to start a challenge every one of these so much. <laughs> Some guy's going to eat a whole plate of them. But you crushed. Not compared to Roy, I didn't. We did have a listener, Roy. We God listener. almighty. That guy should be a professional leader. Yeah, he went ham on the pancakes. He, this guy, if, if folks don't know, this big, this big dude, man, he's listening to our show, one of the, our favorite listeners, great guy. He, I mean, what would you even say? Like six, six, probably, sure, probably like 350, but not, not like extra fat or anything. Like, I no. mean, just like a, like a, I mean, one of those, yeah, he's just a big human. Like, if you're a wrestling fan, like, um, tugboat, no, what was the Norton dude, Scott Norton? Like, he's like a <laughs> Scott Norton, just like he kind of doesn't look like he's in shape, but he could legitimately yeah. pull one of your arms off if he had to. Old school Rick Steiner before he, yeah, got- <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, remember he did that milk challenge and he kept bragging about it on the, he would call us and brag about the milk challenge. Oh. We're like, whatever, bro. He, he drank a gallon of milk without taking a breath through his nose. Wait, do you remember the kicker? 
He had a dip. Yes, in. We're like, you got to finish the milk in 30 minutes. He's like, cool. He finished it like 15 and put a dip in. We're like, now you're going to throw it up, dude. Don't get the dip. He's like, no, no, no. I, no, I think either. he did it. I think he did it in 15 seconds. Oh, like, I remember it being all at once and just the whole thing <laughs> down. And I was like, he did not even take a breath through his nose when he did that. Yeah, he, he that was, was the most impressive coach. thing I seen. And then, and then I thought I was doing good by eating like 15 pancakes at that challenge. And he comes in there and eats like 41. Like we were all leaving. It was like late in the day. <laughs> we mean, we've been up since 5:30, man. We are doing like, radio I'm still show. Work. I'm good. Like, I'm you guys, here. good luck. We'll see you. I'm. I'm not going to stop. They're going to keep bringing these. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that was pancakes. I could do work on pancakes, man. I love pancakes. Here's the deal. If I if my wife would ever let me try it. You know my love, my affection for mashed potatoes. The the 32nd world record. How much do you think? 30 seconds, man. You got to be going quick there. Um, I'm going to say like a pound and a half. 21 ounces. All right, I got to like, okay, so like. I don't know if that's a pound and a half or not. So we know 20 ounces. ounces, So that's what, 12? I think so. So here's a here, here's a regular regular uh, sports drink. That's twenty ounces. Okay, so that of pancakes, so or of mashed potatoes. Here's the thirty seconds. Here's the only thing: who is relegating the thickness? Yeah, of the mashed we need potatoes. To know. Is it the soupy kind? Right, because if it's if it's if it's Homewood Middle School mashed potatoes, you could drink those. <laughs> If it's like, yeah, if it's meatball style, it's, it's still it's, got the skins yeah. in them. Right. And it, there's they no them, way. There's they no call way. them circumcised or uncircumcised taters. Do you, you got, go. do you got the skin or no yeah. skin? I mean, if it's, if it's real mashed potatoes, like my mom used to make that are thick and chunky. <laughs> yeah. You're not getting, nobody's getting 21 ounces of those. Yeah. 30. No, school would, mashed potatoes were this thin. You could right. just, you could just ooh. drink them. Um, real mashed potatoes. I mean, it, it would take you, it would take you 30 seconds to get two spoonfuls of those down just because you had to get swallow. them down. You had to try to swallow that. Yeah. That second swallow is going to be a big. Yeah. That's what all dependent you, on the thickness. Uh, what do you think you could actually hang in? Do you think it would be Oreos? Yes. Just because I had the greatest eater on this earth tell me that one of my feats was pretty impressive. All right. So here's the world record because I, I knew you were going to pop this off. World record Oreos, five minutes. How many think? How many so Oreos do you it, think in five minutes? Five minutes is a that's a lot of time. So you hit a pack. How many is in a pack? Do we know? I want to say, I would. I'm just guessing twenty four or thirty two. Let's see, um, something like that. In an eighteen ounce pack, is that the family size? There's forty. No, pounds. you he you probably want the regular size. I mean, I, I eat party size when I eat a whole pack, but. <laughs> There's 40, 45, it says 40. Good night, babe. You want to say hey to Cassio? Hey. She's in, she's in her, she's going to sleep, so she's not going to come behind. I can't believe she came down there to the basement. <laughs> He's, he said he can't believe you came down to the basement. I told him how Judd's called this the basement. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm trying to see if the new technology works. We're kind of in the <laughs> middle of this podcast, though. So, good night. I love you. How about that? Live, son. Live uh, in person. 
All right, so here we go. All right, so a pack is a regular, a standard pack is 40 Oreos? Yeah. You're making me feel bad about You think so? I think that's too many, don't you? Right, hang she, on. Said, she said 40 is too many. That was an 18-ounce pack, 12-ounce pack. Okay, regular 12-ounce pack. 36. 36. That sounds more like it. 12 All right, so per, five minutes, I think. Sleeve. I think you could get I think you could get a pack per minute. So let's say 120. The the record is 141. I think I could give that a go. And I'm not I'm not just saying you think they it's get a you, run? can you use milk? Uh it's not gonna I have it's know. not gonna have it on there. If you can if you can if you can subsidize with milk, then I could give that a run. Yes. I'm looking at it. I think he's got a bowl of milk in front of him. If that's the case, then I I think I could push that. Now, don't we have to like Rob Durdick, we get the nerd from Guinness to fly over and he's gonna give me a, a frame when I do it? I was about to say, yeah, you definitely gotta get somebody to, to monitor. Let me show you this guy. Cause there here's your dude, Cole. See, I think he's got that bowl of milk in front of him. I don't know what the hell that is, but yeah, it does look like a big bowl of milk that he Yeah. Used in. There's some actually, in it. I was gonna say he he probably got a good three or four cookies in there. One forty one. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I think if I was gonna make a run at it, I would like to go double stuff. All right. So look at this. Second place was seventy eight Oreos. That's that record he broke. You could crush seventy eight. Uh, that is, yeah. He that is Alabama Ohio State. He uh, cherry he cherry picked that record. He was like, I realize. <laughs> I think I can get that one. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Cool. I would like to see. All right, so if there's how many are in a pack, you said? Standard packs, 36, 12 in a sleeve. So how many packs are we talking about here? Three, four, probably. Four packs in five minutes? You think you I can do that? I can do four packs in five minutes? We'll say 141 divided by 36. Yeah, 3.9 packs. So four packs. I think I could. Huh? This I think is I the could, thing. I, I could get very close. I'm going to say that. I could confidently get close. By the way, I don't think I don't think uh, Guinness guy's got to fly over now. We can just zoom in now. Uh, but then he's then they have the whole thing. Like, are you using real Oreos? You edit it. Okay. Yeah. Like, free. <laughs> did you drink castor oil before we did this? Hey, th- you know what? It's so new. I should set the record for gluten-free Oreos. Like <laughs> at four. Seven you know? five minutes. <laughs> I just casually it tasted so bad it. I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> While watching Netflix. <laughs> uh <laughs> all right. What's what's your Netflix go-to right now? You got something recent? Uh, I won't tell you how I like Virgin River. I'll leave that alone. What is that? I don't know what that is. It's really bad. Howard Stern put me on it. It's terrible, though. Really? It's actually not bad. I've enjoyed both seasons. There's going to be another season, but it's it's terrible acting, and um, it's not very good. You, he just Did he say it was awful, too? It. He said the same oh, thing? Oh, no, he said he loves it. This is Keep in mind, this is the new Howard Stern. So Yeah. Yeah, he's a little different, but he enjoyed it. I was just going to throw out for you, if you have not seen Night Stalker. Uh, no, it's awesome. It's awesome. And have you followed that up with Crime Scene, the Cecil Hotel? Crime Scene's on my list. I haven't started. You got it. Okay. Well, you, you need to watch that. Not much fresh. Don't, well, don't let much time go by from Night Stalker to Crime Scene, Cecil Hotel, because okay. there's 
there's a tie-in that will blow your mind. It's wild. And yet that Night Stalker was effing intense, man. Yeah, it was fantastic. God. It, was, it, it was riveting. How are people still leaving their doors open in their windows, <laughs> man? You remember back in those days, all you had to do is get the yardstick, like the, the square yardstick, and put it so your sliding glass door. That's what we did at Mason DeVille. We no, put the what? whole yardstick. Oh, oh, you mean the, the security system? Correct. I thought you were breaking in with the yardstick. No, no, you put the yardstick oh. on your sliding glass door and yeah. no one's getting in. You get any That was better than ADT back in the day. <laughs> that was ADT. <laughs> no one got in. I'm thinking he's just landing one, dude. Ain't nobody getting no, past that. No, people were just walking into houses, man. I'm like, I did That's like, the, I wanted an interview with the one guy that got shot in the face and chased him out of his house. <laughs> I was like, that is the dude we need to be talking to. You get out of here! <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not running off anybody. You shoot me in the face, you win. You no, won. No, that's it. You won. Uh, all right, let's go through your. Uh, how many seasons you been with SEC Network now? Uh, I I believe I just finished my third with Jordan and Tom, and then I did one with Tom and Andre, and then I did one kind of random. So. Five, maybe six, five okay. or six. But three with the with the crew you got rocking and rolling. I with. think this was my third season with them. I think so it may have been fourth. You, it's almost every season now. You, there's a shot or a moment that you'll be remembered now. Um, and so I want to run way. through a couple of these. Okay, yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do the uh, the old uh, share screen here. So the first one uh, I'm really that impressed happened, with your technological skills, by the way. Uh, there's no way I could figure this out. The first I one can't that even happened, type, but boom. Oh, that was <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this was with Tom and Andre. Um, so this was and, my first year on a on on a real crew. I was not asleep during the interview, regardless of what people think. Looking at your photograph. This guy, not, this face right here. He ain't happy. I can tell you that. You you basically were asking him if he was going to Texas. That was that was a large portion of the interview, yes. Which, All by the, the way, interview. he was, uh, which is and why did. he was pissed. And, and, and did. <laughs> um, I had the information from multiple people who I trusted that basically told me it was a done deal. Um, he was playing in the uh, – he was playing Memphis, and it was their final game of the regular season. And they, <laughs> uh, they subsequently got blown out by Memphis and – this was about two and two and a half hours before kickoff. Um, we spent a lot of time talking about this before we did it, and <clears throat> I had Dude, a lot you of help. And the crew. Yeah, it, my television crew, uh, Ed Placey, some other people involved in ESPN. Some as people far in as they, should department. we do it? Should we not? Or what? Just how we wanted to do it, the information we had, why we were doing it, because of the information that our news team was reporting and had, uh, which they shared some stuff with us. So. Yeah, it was just one of those things where, hey, this is a big moment, and you know, we just happened to be on that game, and now the news was breaking. If you remember, this was a Friday morning game, so I had to drive to Memphis Thanksgiving night, and that night it was being it was first being reported he was going to LSU, and then it started being reported Texas, and come to find out that someone was sort of playing those two universities off of each other, and <clears throat> ended up he he went to Texas, but he didn't appreciate. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Cassio. I we watched this. We listened to this on my radio show, uh, Three Man Front on Jocks in Birmingham, 10 to 2 jocksfm.com weekdays. And um, 
I actually can't believe some of the questions that I continue to ask in this interview. Like, I don't even know if I would make myself do this anymore. What? You, what, what do you mean? You didn't like them? I know. I, I love the questions, but just the way that I continue to hammer him right after he denied it. And I think where I got him and I don't know where I thought of this. I, I came up with it on my own, <clears throat> but I, I, I thought of a real interesting way to ask. And I basically, I said, how have you instructed your agent to handle this situation? And that's when you kind of, he, he went to a bit of a different place during the interview there on that one, because that's one that you're not rehearsed to answer really. Right. But things are a little bit different now because that was four or five years ago, whatever it was. But um, yeah, man, that thing got some run because he was well, not happy. You haven't, you haven't did a game since then with him, right? Have you had any interaction? I did. I did. Yeah. I did the Alamo bowl last year for ESPN radio. Did he remember it? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, what, wait, what's going down? He, uh, my, my, my ESPN radio producer, Owen, Owen Murphy, awesome guy. He, he books a pregame interview and, um, the, <laughs> with as much stuff as they got going on, I would have thought there's no way he remembers it. 100%. <laughs> and we're sitting down the hall. We're sitting down the hallway, like under the stadium where they come out of their locker room. Cause at the Alamo Dome, you come out of the locker room and it's like one of those 200 yard tunnel walks and then out onto the field. And we're sitting out there for about 15 minutes and the SID comes back over and he said, uh, yeah, guys, he, he's not going to do it. And, and Owen was, Owen was mad. He said, what are you, what are you talking about? And he's like, not, not with him oh, and, and oh. pointed at me. And I was like, Oh, we're, we're still, that thing's still, we're still doing that. <laughs> was there a part of you went, nah, he surely doesn't remember that. And, and the, of, well, Tom and Jordan were both giving me shit about it. Cause they're like, he ain't going to do it. There's no they way. Be, oh yeah. He's going to be mad. I'm like, there's, he does not remember that guys. That's yeah. a long time ago. It was a different life way back when. <clears throat> and so, um, and so Owen was like, actually, no, um, you guys agreed to do it. We're doing it. He's like, I can, I can call my bosses at, at ESPN if we need to, but you guys agreed to do it. And we're, we're getting the interview. I was like, Whoa, nice. Nice. And so he made us wait about another 30 minutes and uh, I saw him walk by a few times and then he ended up doing it. I mean, it was straight football. So it was, you know, it was all right. He didn't say anything. No, no. Uh, but it's, what? I mean, listen, was there a part of what we did that, that I can see why you'd be frustrated with it? Yes. Did it damage his career? No. I mean, I get it. He had to know it was coming anyway. Listen, man, At you know me. Point. I mean, I, I hold grudges <laughs> about as bad as anybody on earth. So I'm not going to be mad at anybody for being mad about somebody that they feel like screwed them over. But it didn't do I mean, it didn't do anything. Well, I mean, he it was coming at some point. I, he just wasn't ready for you to be coming. Correct. Away. Correct. Um, the common right. response to that was, you know, you're going to Texas, right? <laughs> <laughs> This thing's about to ratchet up just the hair. Yeah, uh, there's going to be more pressure-packed questions. Just a little bit, a little bit, yeah. Um, all right, so this next one, I think I got the timeline right. The next big moment uh, that happened was you're running with the ref. <laughs> <laughs> was that next in the timeline? Because this ref uh, is, is this pissed. Was, this was the first game. <laughs> um, 
that that referee's brother actually is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I don't know if you knew that or not. No, who's his brother? Doug Williams. Really? Yep. Well, Super nice awesome. guy. Super nice guy. I've talked to him a couple times since. We've been on a couple other games together. Really nice guy. Um, where do Describe I even... what happened in this moment? So this was this was the first game that Tom and Jordan and I did together. Okay. And it was a Thursday night game. It was uh, FAMU at Arkansas in Little Rock. And so I was kind of doing a a blocking demonstration on the field. <laughs> and I think there was a penalty, so things moved down. I'm facing the camera. I didn't realize that. He's backing up. No, it's not, it's not live action. It's not during the play, anything like that. And he's backing up, and he bumps into me. Now, here's the thing that people don't talk about that they probably should. This could have just gone away and been just a little blip on the radar. But Tom came back to it after the next three plays and was making a massive deal out of the face, that face that you see giving me. And yeah. Tom deserves credit really for this doing what it did and going where it did. <laughs> but I mean, this was on like um, sports center six. This was on like, you had one job game day the next week. Pollock <laughs> and Maria were giving me a hard time. I mean, like I think PTI had did this. I mean, it, Yeah. This was probably. I remember the, everywhere they had like reporter everywhere. runs into ref. <laughs> everywhere, like ESP, the college football, ESPN's college football Twitter feed tweeted out the video, that ramped it up a little bit. Um, so good. I was terrified, man. I thought I was done. Have you heard the story behind this? Of what? Of no. Of, why what, do you what, think you're done? Because you interfered. Oh yeah. I mean, I just, I was, I was, I was. I mean, I knew that I bumped into an official, and I was like. Damn, that's got to be against it. protocol somewhere. All right, so I'm going to try to get this to you quick. This has been told publicly a few times, so we can quick. we can share it now. Um, so the the next game we had was I think it was Georgia Southern at Auburn. So that was Thursday night. So then we did a Saturday night game because that was a season opener. So when the Auburn athletic director usually has the television crew to his house to eat the night before a game at that point in time, the athletic director was Jay Jacobs. So he has us over and I can give you the behind the scenes in, in a minute. Um, so we go to Jay's house to eat and Jay kind of pulls me to the side. And I, I knew Jay very well from obviously, I mean, he worked at Auburn when I played there. So I mean, I've gotten to know him over the years. He kind of pulls me aside. He goes, Hey, Hey man, everything, everything all right after last night. Like that was, that was a, that was a weird deal. And I said, <laughs> I was like, no, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, when we had to talk about it, but you know, we're, we're good. And so Kirk Sampson is the Auburn sports information director who, you know, you gotta have to deal with him before the game and whatnot. He sets up coaches interviews and all that. Kirk was a, was the associate SID when I was actually playing at Auburn. And so we are open. We did me walking through tiger walk. They filmed me walking through tiger walk and yeah. I would sort of give my experience of, Hey, this is where I would see my mom. This is where I see my dad. This is where, my friends from college would be, you know, that I knew like they would hang out here. Once you get to this point, you hear the band, you know, you're about to walk in. And then obviously you get here, it's game day. Like it was, it was a cool open. And so because of that, I didn't need to be on the field as early to rehearse because we were editing it in the truck because Tiger walked two hours before the game. So I had to go to the truck and we had to work on that. So I wasn't out on the field as early as I normally would have been. 
and I'm getting peppered with text messages from Kirk. Like, Hey, are you out here? I'm like, I'll be out there in, in a little bit. We're working on something. Five minutes later, are you on the field yet? I'm out here. It's like, okay, you, just give me a few minutes. I'm working on something. I'm, you know, I'm, when, I, when I'm done with this, I'm, I'll, I'll come out there. He hits me again. And I tell my director, I'm like, I got to go see what he wants. Like something, something's going on. And so I'm, I get out there and I'm, I'm out on the field talking to one of the coaches that I knew or something. And he walks up, he goes, Hey, um, walk over, walk over here with, with me, get, get, kind of get away from everybody. And he takes me like off the sideline and he hands me an envelope. I said, what's, what's this? He says, for you. I said, oh, what is it? He said, I don't know. I said, who's it from? He said, Greg. I said, Greg, Greg, who? He said, Sankey. And he's kind of got his head oh. down. Like, he's kind of like Sankey. Like he didn't want to tell me. And I was like, all right. And so I opened it up and on official SEC letterhead from the office of the commissioner to all 14 SEC universities and their athletic directors. And it basically is a, a, a written letter from Greg Sankey about how disappointed he was with the sideline reporter Thursday night, how um, he thought Tom and Jordan did an excellent job, how I had let him down and I had failed him. And uh, I was going to have to stay uh, 100 feet from the sideline all the way around the stadium. And I'm like, dude, that, that puts me in the stands. And he was like, I know. And oh. then, like, I literally just crumbled down, like crumbled down. And it's funny because I actually found that photograph not long ago and I sent it to Kurt and we were like actually talking about it, like making fun about it. And it cannot be very far back in our, my history. As a matter of fact, it's right there. And I'll see if I can pull that up where like you can see it. Uh, he, so Kurt, down on the Kurt, that's he gave after he gave me the letter and I said, I literally, I looked at Kurt and I said, that's it. I said, it's over. And, and squatted down, that was you. And he looks at me and he said, it's a joke. <laughs> and I said, and that was me right then after he told me that. I squatted down, like did not know, like. That adrenaline rush, you don't. I thought I was done. I mean, oh. serious, I seriously thought I was finished. I thought it was over. I thought it was Wait, over. Who, so, so backstory, backstory back to Jay Jacobs' house. Tom goes to Jay and says, Hey, you saw the game last night, right? And Jay's like, yeah, that was, that was weird. And Tom said, no, 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 this is our chance. And Jay's like, for what? And he said, this is our chance to get Cole big time. And Jay's like, what do you want me to do? He said, he said, we need like a letter from, from the, from Sankey. Like how fast can you get it done? Jay's like, hold on. So Jay goes and calls him and tells him about it. And as Tom would tell you, 15 minutes later, Jay had the letter from Sankey in his email on letterhead. So obviously Greg was like, Oh, this is too good to pass up. And he goes and writes it out and gets it done. And they made it happen. It is hands down, not even close. The best prank that has ever been pulled because Kirk was like all in Jay was all in Tom didn't tell anybody. And as soon as Kirk told me, he points up to the booth where Tom and Jordan were and like they were filming it. And it was just, yeah, it was That's it amazing. Was, it was un unbelievable Holy tom's two for two on making moments here he makes a lot of things happen a lot <laughs> of things happen all right uh let's go let's go to our next moment if i got my timeline and uh i'm sure you'll tell me if i miss one but 
I think the next moment. What do you think the next moment's going to be? Oh, uh, you got me in the in the Missouri helmet golf cart. That was my favorite. Oh, no, I forgot nobody, about nobody the golf cart. Nobody remembers that one. Nobody remembers. I'll have to find the Missouri. <laughs> I forgot about it. Uh, no. Next is going to be. All right, we had the official, and then Come we on. had. What was what was after that? I know you it's ready? not. The, I know it's not the Outback thing. There's got to be one in between. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sniffing shoes, son. Oh, man, Odell. Yeah. Back them, son. Here's the best part about this one. <laughs> out, outside First of, of all, Durant is out for the third time in four games. This hurts. Outside of the fact that um, his, <laughs> I just noticed what you're talking about. <laughs> it's really tough for the Warriors. Uh, hey, you, you know what? Good news is it worked out okay for Golden State. <laughs> They got through this stuff. Period. <laughs> they figured it out. Um, two best parts of this. One, Odell's Nike rep found my address and sent me a pair of those shoes right there, which was great. Come on. Um, two, you would not have believed the amount of people that reached out to me, Twitter, text, email, Facebook, MySpace, Instagram. Um, what's the uh, what's the employment? thing that everybody does that they're LinkedIn. Like, you know, LinkedIn were coming at me. No, I'm just, I don't really check that, but, and thought it was thought that he took the shoe off of his foot and I was sniffing the shoe off of his foot. I uh, legitimately thought that it was like a used shoe and that I was sniffing the shoe off of that had been worn around campus all day or something. Wait, where was it then? Where'd he come? Brand new shoe. They, we pulled it out of the box. I had the box in my hand. Oh, yeah, At the beginning know. of the interview, you saw me pull it out of the box. I'm like, what yeah, but everybody forgets that. They're now you're just sniffing a shoe. Exactly. They, they don't because that's not that doesn't make the clip that goes around. What did he have those in a box for? He didn't have them. Their equipment manager, Greg Williams, God oh, bless okay. his soul. He he is one of the best in the business. Um, he he gave me a pair just to kind of talk about on the air. And so we knew he was going to be at the game and they had the shoes. He had given a pair of those to everybody on the team. And I was like, well, we got to get a pair so I can like show them on the air. Yeah. And so that's why he gave me a pair. So, yeah, I mean, even you are confused. So maybe I'm the one that's a moron thinking that people should have known that I'm not going to smell you shoe on the air. How did but... Tom Hart make this happen? <laughs> I don't think Tom had anything to do with this. <laughs> um, no, but he was he, a great sport about it. He may have made a comment about how gross it was. And that's why people then thought that <laughs> I was actually sniffing a, a used shoe. But yeah, I knew we could spend this on Tom somehow. The whole beauty of it is, you know, the, the, the smell of a new pair of shoes, it's better than a new car smell. It's and delicious. so that's Straight why I delicious. did it. That's why I did it because yeah, the new shoe smell is, is the best thing that there is. So yeah, people, Odell was a great sport about it. He played along. It was fun. And um, I wish he would send me more of his shoes that he comes up with. <laughs> All right, this, that was a that was a big moment. That was a uh, good one. Yeah, it didn't get the run that the others did, but it was good. I do need to look up the uh, the Missouri helmet, but of course we we skip ahead now to the the, the game changer this season, uh, which was you and the blue. What's your favorite part about that photograph right there? Either one of those two? Because I feel what, like you, yeah, I feel like you should. I feel like there's one part of that that you should really like the most. I love that you're holding your mic. There you go. That's it. <laughs> I spent about a good, I, well, it felt like, felt like five minutes, but it was really probably about 30 seconds right before we came on the air, trying to think about what I was going to do with my microphone. I, no, I, I, when I watched it, I was like, dude, 
the key is that he got the mic placement going. Yeah, because I was I was like, can I can I tuck this in my mask somehow? Yeah, because if you're uh, holding it in the eating hand, then it's turned the it. wrong way. Can't do it. And that I mean, they gave me that's like an official plate that they would serve it on. Even in those, it was like a the real plate with the to go plastic thing in there. So there's you couldn't there would be no way to hold the plate and the microphone. But I had to have the <laughs> microphone to attempt to talk. So here's how this went down. So we and Tom will be involved. We, um, this is, it's, a, it's actually kind of an interesting story. So Joe Taylor, who produced all those other games that you saw, he, we did not work with him last year because of all, all the COVID stuff and different thing. We had some different producers that this just didn't work out that way. He was our, he was our producer for three years and then he was going to produce that game. And so when we did our initial conference call as a total joke, I said, well, I'm going to have a blooming onion to eat on the air, right? Come on. You watch that game and they got the blooming onion mascot running around and they got the coconut shrimp mascot running around, which is total waste of time. Anybody who would choose coconut shrimp over blooming onion should probably just not ever eat again. And I just figured they could make that happen. Like I figured that someone there could, could pull this off. And so as a, he's kind of like, Oh yeah, we're going to get cold blooming onion. And so we have two or three more calls and, Oh yeah. Don't forget. We're going to get cold blooming onion. He's saying it in a way that I'm trying to keep Cole happy. So he won't really ask me about this, but I know right. it's not going to happen. Right. Well, he gets pulled off our game about a day, about 24 hours before kick. And so our new producer, we have one call with him before the game is a night before. And I'm not going to bring that up with him. I mean, we got, it's at this point in time, it's like, can we just not have a bunch of penalties and get through the game and not get anybody injured. Like that's, that's the strategy now of this game. Right. And we go through the things that we want to talk about and the people and the points and all that. But at this point, it's just, how do we not screw this up? Like let's get on the air and not screw this up and we'll be okay. And so about midway through the first quarter, this guy in Outback bowl attire, he kind of like looked like an Outback slash Outback employee slash security guard. And he walks up and he hands me his plastic bag. And I said, what's this? He said, you're Cole, right? And I said, well, yeah. And he said, this is for you. I said, well, what is it? And he said, I think it's food. You're supposed to eat it on the air, I guess. Strong. And I was like, oh, I'm interested. So I had to walk back to my table and I opened <laughs> it up. It was a little plastic bag like, like a, like a um, that you get your groceries in. And it was tied. And I untied it and I look in and I was like, oh. The beauty of this, Cassio, is I couldn't tell you the last time I had a Bloomin' Onion. But when wow, I just got... not on the diet? Well, no, I just, I mean, it hadn't just, it just hadn't happened. Right. It just hadn't happened. Not and against it. It just hadn't no, happened. No, I love them. I love, I can remember vividly, like in college and soon after college, going to Outback with either family or friends and saying, you guys are going to need to get another one of those because I'm probably going to eat all of that one. This is my appetizer. Y'all need to <laughs> right, get your own right. appetizer. Don't try to be moving in here. And when that aroma hit, I mean, it was like, uh, it was like the best homecoming you could ever have. Like it just, and I was, I've immediately said, Oh my God, I forgot how much I love these. Like This is incredible. Uh, and so new, new director was cool. And he, I said, Hey, just FYI, I don't know if you knew about this, but they brought me this thing. I don't know how you want to handle it, but whatever he goes, Oh, we're going to get you eating it on camera. And I said, however you want to do it. And so we always communicate during breaks. And I think Tom and Jordan had gotten off to do something or, and they, they hop back on during the commercial. And 
He's like, oh, Tom, also, um, Cole's got a blooming onion. And Tom said, what? He said, Cole, Cole's got a, a, an entire blooming onion. And he said, well, where's ours? <laughs> and he said, I don't know, but Cole's got his. And Tom said, well, when we come back, get a shot of Cole eating the blooming onion. Like, start, just come back to Cole. And I said, yeah, I'm cool. He said, Cole, you good with that? And I said, I'll be eating. <laughs> and so eating. they come back, and um, yeah, that was the way it happened. And Tom played it off great. Just kind of, I mean, people, once again, people actually thought that a bowl game on New Year's Day on ABC that I was caught off guard by a camera. Wait, there's it's a fun. whole Think there's a whole you, website breaking this down. It's so good. Have you watched that guy do his it's so good? Yeah, he did a great job. Um to to think that I didn't know that I was going to be on camera is just it's hilarious. But that's 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 the beauty of television. I want you to believe that. Um, and I wasn't gonna stop. And I'm gonna tell you, Cassio, if this had been later in the game, I'd have eaten the whole damn thing. Well, I was about to, I was about to ask. I wondered how much you kept eating. The heat index was about 110, number one. It's a bad, I, I had a bad combo right there. Bad uh, combo. And we had all a, over the field. We had yeah, we had about a I think we had about a quarter and a half of football left. So mm. I couldn't I could not just go. Trust me, I wanted to. I wanted to go all in. I wanted to eat it all. And the most embarrassing part of this entire thing is my man Stanford Steve gets this on Sports Center with SVP. And Steve's loving it, loving it. And Scott is taken aback at the size of the bites. Which, which by the way, I've eaten many times with you. That's a standard bite. <laughs> for any food, by the way. <laughs> That's why you can eat Oreos so fast. You, you eat like this many of it. <laughs> but I'm thinking to myself when he is, he is essentially, he is, he's, his feelings are hurt that I've got so much of that thing. And I'm thinking, who in their right mind grabs one of the pieces of onion no. and dunks it in that marmalade, whatever it's called, remoulade? <laughs> <laughs> no, the only time you grab one pedal is, is the first dip to see how hot it is. Uh-uh. And you, you give one of these. Yeah, it's not. And then you no, go, I still go all. <laughs> I was about to say, then you sit there for about 10 seconds and go, I mean, we're not, this isn't like tea and crumpets where you're like, "Uh, onion, please. Uh, Is it one one petal for me? Nobody's doing that. Who's doing that? I don't know. Marmalade. (laughs) No one's grabbing one dainty onion feather and and eating it. No, you got to, you get in there, man. Like, that's not a food that you lightly pick at like you gorge a blooming onion it's like nachos it's like cheese fries like nobody grabs like one little fry out of the cheese fries like nobody gets one and goes ah no you you're like a damn backhoe on those things man you're like the claw on the arcade game that's coming down that you never Ah. get the stuffed animal you're that thing except you you win you win I, based on his reaction, maybe he's doing that for television. But next time I see him, we're gonna have to have a conversation about that because I was disappointed. In, well, in here's the deal: you play games, you get big wins. Big games equal big wins. 
He got prize packages now from Outback. This doesn't even do it justice because I can't find the picture. I know I saw it on social media. It might have been a story or something. You have a full-blown pajama set. Yeah, they sent the PJs. Was we PJ separate than this? Uh, yes. Yeah, because mm. I think they came out with the PJs after that. That was very nice. Um, you know, the socks and the, the coffee mug and the hat. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you and sit here and tell you that we weren't going for a national spokesman uh, <laughs> sponsorship deal. Well, as you should. Yeah, but we, um, you know, we, we, we gave it a good go. What is, is that on social? It's on Instagram. Yeah. It's me and the two boys and, uh, the blooming onion set. Yeah. There for your folks. Look at that yeah, kid's head you, of hair, man. Was that, was how, that how fortunate is that young man that he got all that hair? I love that little guy, both of them, but yeah, that, no, I got that like, uh, like two or three weeks ago. Okay, it was Africa. I knew it was pretty recent. I didn't, couldn't remember if you wore it for February 1st that posted that one up. So, yeah. Yeah, but we're still hoping for to be the national spokesman for Outback. I think, I think a good plan could be Bloom and Onion. It's good anytime, anywhere. Where's your onion bloom? Good anytime, anywhere. There we know. go. Come up with something. Yeah. For the viewers on our YouTube, there's you with the yeah. uh, the full PJ set. Look at that. Oh, and they got your signs and everything. It's a little snug, but, you know, we're not going <laughs> out in public in it. I mean, around the house, it's all right. Here's what's amazing. How is how is that little guy's head as big as the as the other kid's head? This one? Yeah. He's non, he's nine months, and that other one's about to be four. And their heads are the same size. <laughs> now nah, he's large. When I oh, see man, him on social media, he's man. large. He is giving Saquon Barkley a run for his money in the quad department right now. You got the uh, the kids. The kids seem to love the uh, the radio broadcast. He walks in here, man. That's that's my son, Judge. He comes in here and says he wants he wants to do his radio show. That's what he was doing that day. I walked in. He's in here by himself. He had a, he had this notepad. He was writing on his notepad. And he's had the microphone pulled up like that. And I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm doing my radio show. Strong. In the basement. I said, what are you going to talk about? He said, mm, Steelers, dinosaurs. Steelers uh, dinosaurs. I was like, I'd listen. More interesting than a lot of other stuff that's out there right now. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, if you got a, do you got a news van segment that I could tune into early in the show? Sabrina well, Sabah. Man, so you got the, Sabrina Sabah clips on there. <laughs> the littlest man, he loves to uh, to beat on the glass. What you he do. sits there. He's my studio audience, man. He sits there and just bangs on the window. Is he wanting you to come out, or it's just he loves beating on the glass? He wants to come in here. Yeah, he wants yeah. to come in. He's like, we need to be engaged together. He likes to he likes to sit in my lap, and he's actually good. The problem is, he has to have something to play with, whether it's. Like, I mean, a remote, a pen, something, but he, he just bangs it on the desk the entire time. He's just like a drummer boy. He's just like, bang, bang, bang. I'm like, well, you can sit in here and do my show with me, but you cannot constantly wrap things against the desk. It doesn't work that way. He just oh, loves being in here. Everybody yeah. in radio don't know the rules of radio. Okay. No, if that was the case, they wanted right. to build a studio by a train track. All right. Uh, <laughs> We're going to go into the countdown. We're going to go into the countdown with windows facing the track. 
All right, we're going to go. This is one of the reasons you're back on. Um, you posted, actually, uh, the Bloomin' Onion Boys, your picture of the, the outfit, and listener of the podcast, big fan, Vitamin J, he tweeted, those sweats look as good as another appearance on Casio's Cup podcast would sound. I can't be the only one who wants to hear Cole Kublik do the countdown. So you were number three. You, I didn't have the countdown established since then. Nope. So we, we got to bring you back on. We got to hit you with the 10 questions. Uh, anybody who listens knows that one of them, number four, is uh, Mount Rushmore of Little Debbie's. But since we covered that, we started that, I switched it for you. We'll get to that. Let's start at 10 to 1. Here we go. Let's rock this out, all right? Yeah, this is the final countdown to bring it in. Uh, I wish we had filter playing right now as you get pumped up for this. Oh, it'd be better answers. <laughs> Number 10. Name something that's a perfect 10 in your life. Uh, kids. There we go. I knew it was yeah. going to be why for kids. Uh, I was going to say entire family unit, but yeah, wife and kids. Yeah. Just that doesn't get any better than kids, man. And mine are just so much fun. So much fun. Uh, number nine, uh, nine is the German word for no. Name something you wish you could write off or end. Uh, so end. Yeah, so this could be world peace. This could be I'm going to give you people I want to end right now on your show. Yeah, you can. You can. <laughs> that you seems definitely... like a bad idea. That'll be the highlight. Oh, uh, there's a few of them. <laughs> I'm not going to go there, though. Um, What's this something is you're the trying first... to kick? Are you trying to kick a habit right now? What you got? Uh, I mean, it's always some kind of food, sweets, carbs, something. I mean, but I, I can never just truly give up everything. But I, I will say, I think, I think, I think right now, the first thing that popped into my brain is just is penalty vultures, and this is this started in football, but this goes for all sports, and it's the people who cannot enjoy a live sporting event without almost inviting the officials or referees to be a part of the game. I, and, and I don't know if we have anything else in any aspect of life where people want to see those that are, that are ruling or guiding or That's a, trying to oh. trying to have people enforce the rules, be more part of what's happening. Like nobody wants more speeding tickets when they're driving down the road. Do they? No, nobody wants more, more dietitians and nutritionists following you around telling you you shouldn't eat that blooming onion. Why are you having that pack of Oreos? Like no one wants people to interject in that portion of their life. Like no one's saying, nobody's calling you on Sunday saying, what'd your screen time report say? Did your, did your screen time go up or down? You know, Tim Cook's not calling me saying your screen time's too high. You should not be on Twitter as much this week, but God forbid some people watch a football game. Holden, Holden, he's holding him. This is ah, ah, pass interferes. And they send a still picture of a guy that's got his hand on somebody's chest and clearly holding what they root for it. They were foul, foul, pass interference. I mean, the only thing that, that's worse is the get them person when you're watching a live football game. Every time somebody get gets within two yards of a defender, get him. <laughs> I would do it louder, but my daughter's sleeping right upstairs. I would do it the way it's normal. Get him. It just. I, <laughs> That at least at least you're rooting for something within the game to go a play like, to happen. Right. The people who, who invite and root for and want officials to be more part of the game, I, I will never understand it. I do not know why penalty vultures exist. I don't know who has instructed or taught 
or led these people down this path to watch football this way. It is asinine. It is ridiculous. It's embarrassed. You should be embarrassed of yourselves if you watch football this way. It's the reason that I don't watch football with people because you're dumb and I can't do it and I can't be around it and I won't have any part of it. I do not, cannot comprehend penalty vultures. And that was the, there's a lot of things that I would like to end and maybe some people, but this was the first thing that popped into my head that I would just like to stop right now are the people who cannot watch a sporting event without thinking that the officials or umpires or referees need to be more part of the game. They don't, it's okay. Things happen. Not all calls go exactly the way that they were intended to. You just move on to the next one. There are no other aspect in life where we want things to be interrupted by those who govern. None, none, none. Nobody says, do you need more taxes out of my paycheck? Like no one, no one comes to you and says that. Nobody says that. Did you hear the ammonia again? You're fired up. Your red ass call. I got more. I'll get another one if you need me to. That was just the first thing that popped into my brain. By the way, reminder, if, if they haven't heard us talk about it before, uh, you were never called for a penalty. In Not your, one. For career. All-star game two. Well, because you, were, cause you said the dudes fouls. you were playing against were dirty. They were talking a lot. We may have had two what, Like Central there. Michigan? Is BYU? Lower, lower level. <laughs> what was it? It was like Slippery Rock, I think. Okay, no, it was number. it was the first year they had this all-star game. I think I was one of two division one players that was in it. So was I just wanted to play it. Was it blue gray? What was it? I don't even know the name of it. I don't oh, it was it was it wasn't one of those. It's extinct. Oh yeah. It's extinct. <laughs> okay, number eight. Uh when what do you want the last your last meal to be? You can mix and match. This can be part home cooking, part restaurant. No, this is going to be whatever you want. Um, I'm still gunning for the national spokesman, so I'm going to say we'll start with the blooming onion with nicely done um, with chips and salsa and queso, dirty Mexican queso and chips and salsa. I don't okay. need your Tex-Mex and your do fancy. You mix, do you double dip the salsa into the cheese? Yes, and my wife is okay with it. Which cheese first okay. or salsa first? Cheese then salsa. We both go the same nice direction, and she's cool with it. Nice trust me, I've had that the other way around, and that's that can be that can be bad news for it a gets relationship. Messy. That, <laughs> I've seen relationships broken over that. Been over going salsa first? Yeah, or just or just putting them together. Get oh, your yeah. own, get your own salsa. <laughs> no. By the way, that's fine. <laughs> I'll I'll take a, I, I would rather have a whole tub of it actually. Yeah, that's gone. actually a good call. Good. On your part. Um, let's go chips, salsa, queso, dirty Mexican, blooming onion to start. A Pequod's pepperoni pizza. We're gonna have to have that uh, for dessert. Uh, I don't even think Pequod's I need anything. for those who don't know Chicago. Chicago deep dish. It's better than Lou Malinati's. It's better than Mr. Gaddy's or all the, whatever other ones up there that they think are so great. It, Pequod's is the goat pizza on planet Earth. Please send me some. I know that you guys are shipping them out frozen right now, but the whatever app they're doing it on takes like five months, and I just didn't Gold feel like belly. doing it. Gold belly. Know. Yeah. It's like five I months. I'm like, I won't even remember that I did this by the time no, I get, get it. it Why would summer. I do this? Um. And then I got to have for dessert, my mother-in-law, God bless your soul, Meg Petty, um, her ice cream pie, homemade, which ice is a pie. crumbled 
crumbled Oreo cookie crust vanilla ice cream with homemade chocolate syrup on top that is this ate mm. your Hershey chocolate syrup out of a bottle, mm. kid. Left, right, you. good night, son. And homemade whipped cream on top of that. Dude, homemade whipped cream. the best dessert I've ever had in my life, and it ain't even close. It is not really? competitive. Not competitive. It is legitimately. How much can you eat? Like this, it's like trying to cover Devonta Smith. Like, it ain't going to happen. Like, it is. I can, I've, I've almost eaten an entire one. She makes extra when she knows I'm going to be around because I just gorge, Crush. gorge. Crush. All right. <laughs> number, number seven, uh, seven years old. What do you want to be when you grew up? Uh, I think I wanted to be, I think I want to be a professional baseball player first. Okay. Um, and I was a big baseball nerd growing up. But I think just um, – I mean, I did want to do sports broadcasting in some somehow, some way. I didn't really know what I wanted – how that was going to work. Yeah. But, you just I mean, want I to talk to, about sports. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. F- just figure out a way for me to talk about sports, and, yeah. and I'll be happy. And I'll Because I used to call our Tech Mobile games and our RBI baseball games and NBA Jam. Like, I used to, like, call the games. Um, and then Sports Talk Radio. I listened to Sports Talk Radio, like, driving to high school. In my car, like that's, I mean, it's weird, but yeah, that's what I wanted to do. But I mean, I wanted to play in the NFL and I wanted to play Major League Baseball. So yeah, absolutely, those first. All but sport. I think those were the only professions I really had a true desire to be. I remember there was a guy, there was a high school coach that was his, he and his wife were friends with us, and they were over at the house one day, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna have to sit down with cold. I think my mom like pushed him into it. Ah, we're gonna, we're gonna straighten him out. You need to think about after college, if the NFL doesn't work out, what are you going to do? And I just sat there. I don't don't have an option for you, man. That's all I want to do. He's like, well, you better start thinking of something. He's like, well, the military is not going to take me because my knee's already fried and I'm 18 years old. So I I guess I got to come up with something. I'll figure it out when we get there. (laughs) But I, I got nothing. Maybe I can coach. I don't know. Now we got the six one four show, brother. That's how we hit, son. We're right into the big time. <laughs> with a seventeen minute pre pregame show, <laughs> breaking down this week's opponent. <laughs> Eleven o'clock kicks always rough for Auburn, son. Hey, we recorded them. So it was all good. Six, uh, six. How do you want to end up six feet under? How do you want to die? What? Peacefully in your sleep? Jet ski accident? Uh, Roller coaster, <laughs> what do you want? Ooh. By the way, it's like I just asked you what would happen if the NFL ain't happening. You're shut down again. You're shut down. I'm, I'm not going to die. Um, <laughs> <I'm> not gonna... <laughs> Man, um, I can tell you this. I, I don't want to drown, and I don't want it to be in a fire. Yeah, I'll, I'll outside of that, outside of that, I think, like, I don't want to have my Achilles slash and bleed out. Like, I think that would be the third. That's cemetery yeah. style, or are they? Pass on that. Pass on that one. Um, bleed out with the Achilles. Oof. That's all. Yeah, but anything bleeding out, I think, would be bad. Um, I mean, I would. I just would like. It's gotta to be sleep, right? Peaceful somehow. Yeah, but then I also like. Do you want it to be in your? You want to maybe you want to say some goodbyes. Like, and you can't do that if you go in your sleep. Mm. I just want it to be peaceful. 
or like jumping out of a plane. Well, see, mine is jet ski accident, but it's like instantly colliding over the waves. So it's instant. And you get paralyzed face down in the water and drown. No, see, now you, that's what I'm saying. I got to go I'm just, fast. I'm just telling you, you can't. If you want to go fast, you should come up with something else. Well, there, like a that, lot of things could go wrong. And now drown in the a lot water. of things could go wrong in your scenario. And now like I'm you could get tangled bait. up in your your leg could get caught in the jet ski and it sinks no. and pulls you down. I am it's that's Kenny it. Powers and that dude from Tiger King where he lifts the face down. That's me, bro. Now. See y'all. All right. Five. Five figure discount. What's the last thing you stole? Oh, ideas for radio shows. <laughs> Yeah, physical. (laughs) (laughs) I steal those all the time. Everybody does. Conrad Thompson's (laughs) best quote: "Every good idea is stolen." Oh no! The radio lines. If you steal from me, it's been stolen twice already. Yeah. Um. What's the last like physical thing that I stole? Are you a hotel guy? Do you take stuff from the hotel? Um, maybe like I do, I tell you what I do. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't consider it stealing, but I do when I walk by the cart, I will grab extra shampoo and conditioner because I use hotel shampoo and conditioner for one of my dogs. So Bentley gets hotel shampoo and conditioner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I wasn't ready for that. Why is that bad? I don't know. I've never heard it. How long have you been doing that? Oh, pfft, forever. She's, Since you've she's had nine Emily? pounds. She's nine pounds. I wash her at home. She's not, I mean, Lola's got to go to the, <laughs> the pet place. She gets, we wash her at the pet place. Bentley gets. So if you run out of hotel stuff, do you just go, ah, she's got to go dirty until I got another game. No, I'll give her, I'll give her <laughs> the good stuff that my wife uses. Don't tell my wife that, but because she probably spends $50 on <laughs> a using bottle. using colored steak. Yeah. Swap colors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wasn't ready for Bentley in <laughs> hotel. All right. Number four. This is usually where I go Rushmore and Debbie's. We've already talked about that. So you have a thing where um, you, you try a lot of food in the SEC town. So oh, yeah. Rushmore of SEC appetizers. Uh, um, there is a there's a ahi tuna appetizer at Tony's in Lexington it's a steakhouse that is just freaking unbelievable. Incredible. Um, the chicken fried bacon, which you didn't have on your photographs. We ate that on the air at Auburn at acre. Uh, that's the one you even, you even surprised the new Auburn coach Harson with. Yeah. Yeah. You ask him, he's like, wait, did somebody say something to you? Yeah. He's like, I've already had that. I was like, you just have to. Um, chicken fried um, bacon. Yeah, man. It's and then here's my advice: order an extra one because it doesn't doesn't come with a ton of them, and it's going to go quick. Is that the one you got in the to-go boxes? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. that was this year. Yeah. Yeah, that was that. That was the feedback after that one was, "Well, it's so gross. This guy eating food on TV." So let's do it again. (laughs) We're gonna we'll do it every week. How about that? Shout out to the bowl game. Uh oh, we got an ambulance going by. Uh oh. Um, okay. I'm good. You're sitting there asking me how I want to die, and then I see an ambulance roll up. I'm thinking this is some like, what's that movie where, <laughs> where, where the death is coming to get them? Like the water comes in. You didn't know this is you've the already. Wa- died. Hold on, the water comes in and like makes the the knife fall out of the drawer. 
that triggers the electrical socket that makes the chandelier fall on his face. Wait, uh, what is that? So Final stupid. destination. Faces of death. What is it called? Final <laughs> destination. Yeah. <laughs> How great was faces of death when you're a kid? That oh. old man shooting his face off, and you was just like, "Why am I watching this?" But I love this the lady getting hit by hey, a train. One of your boys goes, "Dude, Cole's got a VHS face dead." What? The lady gets hit by the train, and literally, it incinerates her. Oh. Like she's gone. She explodes, and I watch it a thousand times. I'm like, why am I watching this? But I can't stop watching this. The one that I can't stop watching is a. I think it's a meat processor guy. It's not on Faces of Death. It would be on the new Faces of Death. They had it. He goes. Hey, Hey, he goes in there, and it you talk about not slowing down. Like, it's amazing. Hey, starts spinning around some kind of spool that he's running, and nobody can stop it. It's it's one of those bad ones where I go, why am I watching this? Why? Yeah, don't tell me where that is because I don't want to see it, but I would I'll watch it if I knew where it was. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait. So you got the bacon, and you got the ahi tuna. I now, keep in more. mind, this is just SEC, so this is just yeah. like on this tour. Scott could give you some others. Um, All right, well. Well, there's a place in Lexington, Kentucky. God, what is this? Is a different place. They brought me this because they saw what I did with the chicken fried bacon. I think it's called like Luxor or something. Um, it's a restaurant in, I hate that I can't remember the name of it. I haven't been to the restaurant, but the guy brought me this appetizer. He has this like candied bacon, and they give you this. It's a bourbon peanut butter dip for the candied bacon. I'm not kidding, Whoa. Cassio. I, I ate this on the air, and I did eat all of this during that game. Because he brought me like four strips of bacon, and I, I'm, mm. I'm telling you, during commercial break, I went over there and ate the rest of it. It was that good. Uh, I just figured I need the, some you energy. Dip it in the peanut butter, candied bacon into bourbon peanut butter sauce, which is basically like Smart loose water. peanut butter, runny peanut butter, and oh yeah, that was strong. That was really good. But I mean, like. It depends on if you're going to go individual place or just appetizers in general. Like we could go, we said chips and salsa queso. Like, yes, but I mean like cheese fries. Like, that's an underrated at Outback, by the way. Have you had Outback cheese fries? Oh, uh, yeah. That's a wife go-to at Outback. It's, National it's spokesman. Just saying. What's that? App, the king of appetizers. Let's make me that. Like we can go toe-to-toe <laughs> with Burger King's mascot. Um, king of apps. What are some other good ones that are out there? Like, well, if you favorite? open it up, give me one or two if you open it up nationwide. Doesn't have to be SEC that you've uh, had. I feel like I haven't been to a freaking restaurant in seven years. So I mean, <laughs> You're just eating sideline food. Does a soft pretzel from a stadium count? This is my favorite stadium food, by the way. Well, I mean, uh, every time I hear you, you're talking about some flat tacos. So. <laughs> Tostadas, shout out. Uh, Tostada's got Koneka queso, by the way. Anything with Koneka sauce is in I heard you say that on the thing. Koneka queso, man. Go to Tostada's in Homewood if you're in the Birmingham area. Mm, mm, Koneka queso. I'm trying to think of what else would be, you know, up there. That's about all I got right now. We're good. I'm handling. All right. This is interesting for you because you're all over the place. Three albums on a deserted island. Now, I've always prefaced this with every guest. You're not saying these are the greatest albums of all time. We're not getting into that argument. You're stuck, and you can only listen to these three albums for the rest of your time. So give me three. These could be live albums, compilation. You know, that's what I call hits, 13. This could be whatever you want. What do you got? How the fuck are we playing albums on a deserted island? Oh. 
This is the dumbest question you've had all day. I don't know. We just we just begged for a jet ski accident to die. And, all right. Beastie Boys, check your head. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Wait till you hear this one. Sarah McLaughlin surfacing. No. <laughs> you have to Why? have you have to have a little bit of everything. I, I agree with that. And Beastie Boys Check Your Head gives you like a little bit of rock with some rap and hip hop okay. and all that. And then But why have I never heard you listening to Sarah? Well, because you and I have not been alone in a room ready to make out at any moment. I mean, we have blasted Gold Digger at ungodly levels. And, uh, I mean, it's going to come down to Jesus, college dropout, late registration. I thought you were going to go him and Jay-Z. It's, it's a, I mean, it's honestly a pick your poison, Kanye. I mean, I could go Black Album. I, if it was a Jay-Z album, it would be Blueprint 2. Because I think top to bottom, that's the best album he has. I think it's the most underrated album he has. Um, but it's gonna be a it's gonna be a Kanye, and if it, it probably, I mean, graduation is is most likely it's probably his most popular album. I don't know if it's his best or my favorite. Um, Jesus is one of my favorites, and, and that would probably be great. I would probably go Jesus right now. Yeah, mainly because I saw that I went to see him in concert in Nashville, and that was that was the concert. So. All right, so that that's perfect. That leads us into uh, number two, two concerts. Your first concert you ever went to, and your and the last concert you've attended. The last concert was was Jay Z in the same arena. It was Bridgestone. Um, my wife bought me tickets for that for Christmas. Was that Jay Z and who? It was just him. He had, he had some little dude opening up for him, but I can't remember who the guy was. Okay, well, he had like one was, good song, but I mean, it wasn't like it was just to get everybody in their seat. They just let him run around. Before was that a Yankee Stadium? There. No, 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 no. That was the best concert I've ever been to. Okay, that yeah, was okay. Eminem, Jay Z, Yankee Stadium, and it oh, was legitimately was an all-star lineup of people who made appearances at that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking I mean, of. Eminem, Nicki Minaj, uh, D12 was there. When, Diddy so was there. Was Beyonce was there. Was... Mary J. Blige was there. I mean, that was freaking unbelievable um it was in nashville bridgestone is off okay. his last album um it was a great show too man he, he crushed it it was so good such a good show uh because he did not just do his new stuff it was it was everything he went great front to to back top to bottom it was it was every every song that you know of his he at least gave a little bit of it like gave you at least a taste of it it was it was it was one of the best performances that i've been to like the overall concert part like you know because like, I saw Kanye there and he had it was much more theatrical and right production. You know, people and the set and all that. But I mean, Jay-Z had this like he had a cool stage that went up and down and did different things. And that was it. It was just him, his little band down in the thing and the stage. And he just he killed it for like an hour and 45 minutes. It was incredible. Yeah. And you asked the first concert I ever went to. Yeah. I don't even know if this counts as a concert, but the first musical show that i remember going to was one of my best friends in elementary school his mom dragged us to a pink floyd laser light show at oak mountain amphitheater okay and i'm talking about i think i was in like fifth grade i it think was, i saw that at stone mountain georgia that's what I was it's pretty scary because <laughs> you're in fifth 
or I was like fifth grade, maybe sixth grade. Yeah. And the condition that I saw adult human beings in, oh. I didn't know what was happening. I was like, have these people been poisoned? Have they like lasers doing this? Have alien beings come down and like overtaken their bodies? (laughs) What what is happening to these individuals? I had never seen people in that state. I didn't know what was going on. And it was a lot of them, by the way. There was a lot of people hung over their chairs that could not move at the end of that show. (laughs) I had it like they liked it. They wanted it like that. Fifth grade me did not know why that was happening. I didn't know what that odor was. What is that odor? We're getting like. Is who has, We're not who checking is, on the electrical fire. We're not going to check on that. Something's who burning. has a campfire of, of like marshmallows and bark in the crowd somewhere? Like, what are they Chile. doing? You didn't know what patchouli was, but it was a lot of. I did not know what was happening. <laughs> so much patchouli. What's the first concert though that you went? I'm spending my money. So you got to be a teenager, probably age. Public and- Enemy Anthrax at uh, <laughs> Bowell Auditorium. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Whoa, that went hard. And I my mom wouldn't go. So I convinced really one of I convinced one of my mom's friends to go with me because I mean I was like 14, maybe, maybe at the time. And where they got you was, I mean, you know which side of that I was interested in. So I got public enemy and I got by the time I get to Arizona and 911 is a joke and welcome to the Terror Dome. And I got to see Chuck D and Terminator X and Flavor Flav and all that. But the kicker was, and you probably, I don't know if you remember this or not, but they had a song that they sang together, Bring the Noise. Yeah. And you you needed to hear Bring the Noise. Oh, they ended with it after Anthrax. <laughs> they got you. I had to sit through that entire Anthrax set. Not one time did you go, well, that was, a, that was kind of a banger. I got through about two of those songs, and I was like, this might not, not be make, worth it. Not going to make it. We do have school in the morning. That's the first time you. It is, it is a school night. I'm 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 feeling I might pull that card. Wrap it up, school night, guys. <laughs> I can't. I'm done. Too, too much. We're good. But I I did I waited it out. I think we hit some concessions. Like maybe got a soft pretzel. Oh, you did, eh? I looked at some t-shirts and then uh, went back to the seats and we we were there for bring the noise and it was. Did it you was buy fantastic. a t-shirt? Didn't have double X. Mm, that hurts. I was a husky kid. I wasn't. I needed the bigger size. God, that'd be great to have now. Is that T-shirt? It would. Yeah, <laughs> it's matching. Uh, all right, last one. Number one, if you're a wrestler, who would you be? And then you got to give me who would your tag team partner be? Now, are you asking me to like come up with like my stage name, or are you asking me I can be, I can be a wrestler from history? I mean, if you want to go video games now and create a character, you're more than welcome to. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know what your what your mindset was on the, the mindset was. Give me who you envision yourself as, like a, a real wrestler. Okay, there's there's a couple parts of this. There's the reality part, when which the reality the real answer is 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 Triple H. Okay, you are you're now basically part owner of the company. Okay. You don't have to go out there and beat yourself to death. Just show up at WrestleMania and be done with it. Wear He-Man costume once a year in He-Man. Skeletor, whatever the hell. Yeah. He's and, you're good. and you're married to Stephanie McMahon and you just you make it work. Um I think the 
the fun answer would be Andre the Giant. And I know most people would go Rick there, and I, I understand why. Um, I get it, but I just think that I think physically being able to do and be what Andre the Giant was when he was would have been – man, I say that, but then that dude, that dude lived a rough life. I was about to say, he, by the end, he was he was beat up. No, I mean, you see, like, what he was going through late and then, like, how he had to fly and train. I can't, 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 can't do that. I mean, taking the shit in the bathtub is a pretty raw deal. <laughs> Having a shit in the bathtub, buddy. I have, we, I have, I have, I have remind me, that I got a story about that. I'm not telling it here. What? <laughs> I cannot. I will not. All right, third appearance. You're you can use your imagination. He's not going to say it's never happened. He said if he couldn't fit in the tub, he'd just go, he'd get a lay newspaper out on the bed and then wrap up the sheets and d- toss them. No, the, the guy I'm referencing here, it was, not because, it was not because of that. It may have had to do a little bit more with uh, awareness, but yeah. Um, do we vote? Do I know him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fairly well. Um, This is easy. It's The Rock, man. Hasn't he been the highest paid actor like seven years in a row now? Yeah, if you're going to take actor in, yeah, he's in. He's making incredible movies. He's got an incredible physique. He's he's got, I mean, he's got like, I would change the Under Armour deal for like a Jordan brand deal, but whatever. I can deal with that. I can deal with that. Um, he owns a football league, part of a football league. I mean, like, what does the rock not have? I mean, it's gotta be the rock, man. His life is incredible. But I think, I think you hit it earlier. Your style though, would be more like Andre. Yeah. I'm just going to be, now let's go back to seventh grade. When I said I should have played quarterbacks. Yeah. I feel like I'm a little more athletic than Andre the giant. Okay. Are you Hogan? I feel like I'm more athletic than Hulk Hogan. (laughs) I mean, you Shawn Michaels? Are you no, Shawn Michaels I'm guy? Not that, I'm not that good. I think I could give you like a Razor Ramon. Okay. I think I'm in the Stone Cold realm. Like Stone Cold wasn't super athletic. No. Like he was just more energy. Well, especially once he got to Stone Cold. Back, back in his other characters, Hollywood Blondes and all that, Stunning Steve. He's a little bit, but yeah, when he... He, I'm not telling a, you I'm doing moonsaults off the top rope or anything, but I mean, I think I could give you more than a leg drop. You're going 619, you're going Ray Mysterio. <laughs> I could, but I mean, I could give you some moves, I think. I could give you something like I could give you like some kind of a uh, cool move off like, the top rope or like a I drop like kick. Or, I like Razor. That's a good call. I feel like I could be, yeah, in that in that area. Like you're a not Hardy's. Unique, maybe. Are you a table but, guy? Remember Valentine? JYD, are you uh, are you a table guy? You're not going through tables. Oh yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> I put some people through tables. All right, you so, so you're right. Who's your tag team? Player? I put people through hoods of cars in college. Really? That's kind of one of our things back in the day. I thought you threw mattresses on balconies. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of your things. Why would anyone throw a mattress? <laughs> you know, I remember when you, some dude called your show one day. I was like, I remember. <laughs> he Joel Kubrick threw the mattress. We, he said we took a full keg out of his apartment at a keg party and just walked out with it. And then there was another guy that said, 
he was having a keg party on the third floor and he alleges that Mike Pasillo and I picked it up, threw it off the third floor and then put it in my truck and left. And I was like, do you realize how long it would take that beer to calm down before you could actually have it? Why would anyone do that? How long never... would it? You did it. No, we would care. I carried it down. Yes. But I thought the keg... steel, your distraction was throw the mattress off. And everybody's like, no, you just threw the mattress in the pool and no, y'all the, walked the out. Distract, the distraction was there are four 310-pound guys that are taking this and <laughs> you're going you're gonna to watch. The distraction was strong arm robbery. <laughs> That's just what it was then. I'm not saying it's like that now. Nor this should is it all have legend. Been like, yeah, it this should is all not legend. have been that then, but maybe it was. <laughs> Possibly. All right, dude. Uh, I'll let you go, man. Uh, always good to talk to you. I'm Way glad. Way past my bedtime, by the way. Glad the, glad the listeners wanted to hear it again. Tell everybody where they can check you out and all your social and good stuff, man. At Cole Kubelik, Twitter, Instagram. I think Snapchat's still a real thing. Um, Are you TikToking? Can't believe you're not on TikTok. Will not. Cannot. <laughs> have not. Not going to. What's the worst kids show on all platforms? What's the name of those dudes? Uh, Coco Melon's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, there is a there's like a a rap group. Um, yeah, that's what I thought you were gonna say. It's called like Golden Parachute something. I can't Golden Peacock, King, Golden Kangaroo, Kanga, Kanga <laughs> Kangaroo Men. I don't know. It is some of the worst shit I've ever seen in my life. What and is they actually it? they actually clapped back on me on Twitter one day. I tweeted about how bad it was. Kangaroo Kelly, Kangaroo, <laughs> Kangaroo Kelly. Zoo. I can't. I don't. I can't. Not remember the name. Thankfully, we've moved past it and we don't watch it anymore. Blippy is pretty bad. Um, I'm I'm I can't. I, I don't like Blippy very much. Um, I kind of want to punch Blippy to be honest with you. Um, I don't know who Blippy is, but I'll punch him too. Blippy is a guy that um, he he has an outfit that's pretty ridiculous, and he just goes to places and talks with a like a really high pitched voice, and he's like, "Hey kids, we're at the science museum today, and look, it's bouncy balls. Look, I have a ball that bounces." And you're just, I mean, it. I give the guy, the guy's a hustler and apparently he has, he's worth a ton of money because of this deal. But when I lost it was there's an episode of Blippy where he's out in a parking lot by the beach and he gets into a Lamborghini and he's like, oh. look at, this is a sports car. And when you push the button, the engine starts and it doesn't have a roof. <laughs> it's a convertible. They call that convertible. And I'm sitting there thinking, this dude is middle fingering every parent that has publicly stated that they hate him right now. I know what you're doing, Blip. You're showing off your Lamborghini on your show. Mm. That's the episode. Right there, there he is. You're there. showing off. You're showing off your Lambo because we hate you. <laughs> Cars for kids. Yeah. Right, because my my three year old knows the difference between a Lamborghini and a and a Yugo. <laughs> he has no idea what a Lamborghini is. Like, Blippy. Even if you told him, he doesn't know. So he's sitting there flashing this Lambo in the face of all the parents that are having to watch this because their kids enjoy it. Yeah, it's mm. bad. It's bad. 
He's got his orange glasses and his little. Blippy wins. He's got a Lambo. He's got money, man. Good for you, Blip. Get your get your money, cream, man. Whatever. I got more, <laughs> I got more respect than dressing up like that, dancing around on camera. Sorry. I mean, blooming onion, you're in, but you're not dressing up beforehand. Full full body. You're in street clothes. You're not in a costume full. when you're doing that. Maybe shirt and tie. <laughs> All right, brother. Uh, also, tell them where they can uh, check out the radio show, man. Uh, JocksFM.com, 10 to 2 weekdays. Um, WJOX in Birmingham, or uh, the app is available in your app store, iPhone, or Android. Search WJOX. SEC Network, ESPN. Uh, you can check that out. Last time you watched a football game? Saturday night, McNeese State, Tarleton State. Last Live. time you watched a uh, actually, well, uh, I mean, I was watching some Sanford football before we did. That's this. what I wanted. I meant recorded. Next Saturday, uh, I'll be on the call for Sanford Mercer noon ESPN three, I think. So if you listen to this close to live, he'll be uh, he'll be on there. Is that SEC? Oh, ESPN three. ESPN ESPN plus ESPN plus. I got the four Sanford home games. On the app, you can check it out. Yeah. All right, brother. Thanks, man. Cube Kid, right again. Always fun, man. We should do it more often. Adios, bitch. Out there.